0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the corner of truth and courage. I have been sharing with you for many years now on the radio about the great moving revival that occurred on Lewis Island off the coast of Scotland in the Hebrides. And those of you who've listened to our broadcast through the years, you know I've spoken of this often because it's very moving and very touching. It has influenced me in many, many ways. Probably of all the revivals that I've studied through the years, this has impacted me the most. Duncan Campbell was the great preacher that God used in a miraculous way. Oh, what a moving revival. It lasted three years. He went to preach there on Lewis Island for 10 days and ended up going on for three years. Oh, what a moving of God that occurred there. It spread from one island to the next. Lewis Island is the largest of the Hebrides, Skye and others. And then it swept into parts of the mainland in Scotland. And my prayer is this, oh God, do it again. And, but there's a new development, a new wrinkle about the story of Duncan Campbell, Lewis Island, and the revivals there. There were a number of other revivals, not as big as impactful as the one in 1949, but in the early 40s and and so on. There, and these two ladies who were used of God in the in the 49 revival. I've spoken to them often, uh, Peggy and Christine Smith, who prayed that God um, would uh, would move in a great mighty way, and it's because of their prayers. one uh, Peggy was blind, the other one was bent over with arthritis, and and they couldn't leave their homes, and their pastor Mackay um, joined in prayer with them with the men, and uh, and that began the revival there. And um, but there's a story that is being told on the internet, and it it's uh, it's been told by Doctor Clarence Sexton. Now, Doctor Sexton um, is a friend of mine. We we run in the same circles. And uh, he's the founder and president of Crown College in Tennessee, just north of Knoxville in Powell, Tennessee. Great college, great church. And I want to play for you his story that he shared about Donald's Bible. Now, uh, if you listened to me here a few months ago, I shared with you the story myself, but I want you to hear it from him. And then I'm going to come back and tell you the rest of the story. There's a few things, few details that Dr. Sexton doesn't have absolutely correct. Most of it's there. And the important part is the meat of the story is correct. And you need to listen to this. You might want to share this with your friends. Because I think this is, this is a great, great story. A moving of God in a miraculous way. What's happening even now in our lifetime. And so I'm going to play Dr. Clarence Sexton as he tells this story. This has been shared on the Internet. Thousands and thousands have been listening to this. And I want to tell you what's happened as a result of it. Here we go.
1: There was a great revival in the Hebrides in the early 1900s. Began to move, moved up to the pleading for it into the 40s. Maybe we could say it topped out in the early 50s. Two old women, one was 84 years old and one was 82 years old. One was blind and one was humped over so badly with the spines to notice, just, just arched over. But they had passion for revival, they wanted God to work. This, this is what happened. They couldn't even get out to the church to pray. They couldn't even get out to the church to worship. Their house became a place to meet. People came in. They got so passionate about revival coming to their aisle, the Isle of Lewis. They got so passionate about it. They confronted the preacher and wanted to know if he was thoroughly right with God. <laughs> and they prayed and prayed and prayed. And they'd seen the Lord, they said, with the church filled up. And God blessing a great overflow and the fire of God struck that tiny little obscure place off the coast of Scotland and when it happened there was a young teenage boy that got saved in it his name was Donald and the preacher became so dependent upon Donald and so close to Donald he would ask him to lead in public prayers and help him with the meetings and he did oh how God worked People began to hear about it, and the revival fire spread. It spread. God blessed in a a great way. Those two old women, the people, kind to people, people don't want in their church anymore. And from that same island, there was a, a young girl who was a cousin to Donald Smith, who immigrated to America. Her name was Marianne Smith-McLeod. She came to America in 1936. She met a man named Fred, and they were married. They fell in love. They were married. God bless you in great way. And those old women were her aunts. And they came out of that fiery revival. That fiery revival. They really experienced revival. And they sent a Bible, a copy of the Word of God that had been used in a special way in that revival to Mary Ann. She started having children. I think it was 1937 she had her first child. They named him after his father, Fred. Then she had her second child named after herself, Mary Ann. Then she had her third child, Elizabeth. Then she had her fourth child. And she was so impacted by this teenage boy God had used in that revival of the Hebrides. She named him Donald. And she gave him that Bible, the Hebrides revival Bible. He was born in 1946. He's now the 45th president of the United States. And that revival Bible is in the Oval Office. I'm saying to you, I don't know how, why, I don't know how it all comes together. But I I believe God is putting some things together to give us just a window, just a window if he if he could find some open people who know what the wind is for, can this be the time the wind is open? Providentially, God has prepared the moment, and we will become the people of prayer, pleading with God. This is a plea: Will Thou not revive us again? Will you? Will you? Will you be a part of that? Will you?
0: Well, folks, um, Donald's Bible is an amazing story. And Mary Ann Smith McCloud is President Trump's mom. She came from Lewis Island. She was not there during the uh, Duncan Campbell revival of 1949. But uh, she'd been there in the earlier uh, revivals in the 1940s. And the Bible—and by the way, now, the two sisters, Peggy and Christine Smith, they're not related. As far as we know, they're not related. I think uh, Dr. Sexton is incorrect on that part uh, from my my research, what I know. Uh, And Donald, I don't think uh, the Donald in on Lewis Island that uh, allegedly that uh, Donald Trump is named after is not a cousin— But he certainly was there. There was a Donald that was used in a miraculous way. In those revivals, Duncan Campbell turned to him often for prayer. When the services, when the power of God just wasn't seemed to be working, he would call on Donald to come up and pray. And, oh boy, things began to really shake and get loose. And and the Spirit of God came down in those meetings. And, And so there's much to be said about that Donald. But that Bible, that Bible was sent from Lewis Island, used in these revivals and is now sitting. This was this was Marianne Smith Bible that she gave to her son, who is the 45th president of these United States, and it's sitting there in the Oval Office next to the picture of his mom. I have firsthand testimony that 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 they've seen that Bible in the Oval Office with his mom's picture. Now you think that's pretty pretty cool already, right? Here's where it gets really interesting. Because this um, video of Clarence Sexton telling the story of Donald's Bible has gone viral on the internet. Robert Trump, the youngest brother, and by the way, there's um, there's five kids, not four kids, five kids total, four four siblings, and there's the youngest brother. Of Donald Trump, which is Robert Trump, he just passed away. You probably heard that on the news. Just just died um, here just uh, a few weeks ago. Well, prior to his death, he heard this video and contacted Dr. Sexton to come visit him and to talk with him. He became interested in his family's history and while he was sick in the hospital he called on dr sexton to come visit him and according to dr sexton he was able to lead robert trump to the lord the president's son got saved uh, sorry the president's brother got saved after listening to this story that you just that you just heard Caused him to call the preacher and said, hey, I want to know more about my family. And he got to know more than that. he got to know about the Savior of Donald's Bible, Jesus Christ. And when he died, when Robert Trump died, now get this, guess who was called to perform the private funeral at the White House for Robert Trump? Dr. Clarence Sexton, yes, he was flown in and he was the one who officiated that, um, uh, that funeral for the president's brother, Robert Trump, and he was able to give a very clear gospel presentation, a gospel message to the president, the president's family, and staff there at the funeral at the White House. And from other reports of what I'm hearing, uh, President Trump has been, the gospel has been shared to him by numerous people. And there are reports that he is a believer. Now, is he a, (laughs) a growing man? I think he's growing. I think there's signs of showing that he is a changing man. He's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, perhaps. Now, am I, am I, am I trying to say? Am I trying to suggest that uh, that he's a godly man? No. But I will tell you this: I, I see him like King Cyrus in the Bible, where God used a man who wasn't necessarily a godly man, but used him for righteousness for the the children of Israel to deliver them and to set them back into their nation. and So God does have a way of using the kings and leaders of this earth to perform his good pleasure. So I thought I'd share this story with you, our listeners, and I hope it blesses your heart as it did mine. We'll be back again tomorrow at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.